There's hockey rumors, and then there's hockey reporting. An outlet in Slovakia had an interview with Thomas Tatar, who said the Penguins are one of the teams interested in him as a free agent. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. I like Tatar. I'm going to put that out there before I even get going this morning, all right? I've always liked his game. I've respected his 200-foot application, but more than anything, the guy's just He's 20 goals in the bank. You can put him in almost any line, any situation, and he's going to get you his 20. He's done it from day one going back to his time in Detroit. And this past season with the Devils appearing in all 82 games, he had 20 goals, 28 assists. And get this, a plus 41 rating. I'm going to repeat that for you. Plus 41. Best on the New Jersey roster by a mile. In fact, parenthetically here I'll add, second best was Ryan Graves at plus 34. So if the Penguins were to get to Tar, they would have taken the top two plus minus guys off of one of the top rosters in the conference from last year. Right? That's fun. And by the way, don't turn your nose up at plus minus in every context. That's now a cool thing to do in hockey circles. Ah, plus minus. Plus minus means next to nothing within a game. It means a little bit more than next to nothing over the span of a month or two. It means a lot over the course of a full season. The sample size is really relevant when it comes to that. Now, that's not to say there aren't better metrics, but it's a metric and it's a fair one to assign to anybody, good or bad, when it comes to a full season. Tatar is responsible, in addition to being a finisher, a class finisher at that, 13.7 shooting percentage. Again, that's that's what he had last season, but that's what he's had throughout his career. He's a guy who can score goals in a lot of different ways. And every time that he does, even in a really impressive fashion, you don't get that surprised. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, I'm going to try to give you, if you're not familiar with his game, I'm going to try to give you a a recent comparable here with the Penguins, but this isn't really doing him justice either. It would be like a Danton Heinen. When you saw Heinen score a really, really nice goal or make a quality play, you never said, whoa, where did that come from? Now, the reason I hesitate here is that Tatar's done it for 12 years. He's done it way more consistently, way more productively, and he's an infinitely better defensive forward than Heinen, who isn't really good at it at all. So now I say this, and you wonder why isn't he already in Pittsburgh? (laughs) Well, there's a couple of things at play. One is the omnipresent salary cap. The Penguins are at around $700,000 in cap space, which won't get you much of anything, obviously. You're allowed to go over the cap to a degree in the offseason, but you've still got to find a way to work back under it by the time things get serious. And where this gets a little bit a little bit uh, uneasy, I would think, from the Tatar perspective, is that he's 32, and even though he's durable and still productive and 
everything else that I just mentioned, those are the kind of players that in this post-COVID cap environment tend to get PTOs. You know, camp tryouts. Come on in and show us everything you got. That was the Brian Boyle deal. And if I'm Tatar, even if I like the idea of coming to Pittsburgh, I don't like the idea of going anywhere on a PTO versus having a guaranteed contract. And more than anybody, these are the players who've gotten hosed by Gary Bettman's flat cap. And these are the players whose agents are the angriest about Bettman and his flat cap. I don't want to waste any chunk of this episode getting into the specifics of that. But let's just say that there are a lot of people that don't feel the cap needs to be as flat as Bettman's insisted on making it while he tries to get the owners back the money that was lost during COVID. Regardless, setting all that aside, if I'm Kyle Dubas, I am very seriously considering this player and not on a PTO basis. This is the most attractive free agent out there who would be in any sort of affordable range. And Tatar fits the description that I was mentioning to you just late last week in talking about what types of players the Penguins still need to push them over. In fact, just on yesterday's show, I reiterated that one of the concerns is scoring depth. You do have some additional defensive players on your bottom six, and I think they're going to make a difference in terms of overall defending, in terms of overall grit. There's even some additional speed and skill added, but not necessarily a whole bunch of points. Tatar can not only get you some points from a third or even fourth line, but he can bump up. He can bump up as needed. Heck, I got to tell you something right now. Jake Gensel's out for any appreciable amount of time, whether it's five games like the team is forecasting or more. He's the guy that goes up and plays with Sid. That discussion ends the moment Tatar is acquired. So is it worthwhile hanging on and seeing if maybe a PTO will get it done? Maybe it'll take something else? I don't know. It's easy for me to say it's not my money, it's not my cap to manage. But I look at Tatar and where he just was this past season, and I say I want that player. When we come back, J1Q. comes from Steven who asks, hey DK, why did you back off and essentially let Kyle Dubas off the hook for re-signing Tristan Jari? After all, on your April 21 Daily Shot of Penguins, the title was, quote, enough of Tristan Jari and all his odd issues and various collapses, end quote. Steven, I've got a million different ways that I can answer this, but I'm going to start by wishing Really, that you'd been specific as to what you see as backing off. Because the next expression of optimism that I have for Jari's coming season will be the first just late last week on an episode. And then again yesterday, I spoke of how 
foreboding it is to forecast anything about this team because we don't know what we're going to get out of Jari. We don't know what we're going to see. Not on the ice, not off the ice. I've applauded Dubas for addressing the goaltending behind Jari in terms of finding not only guys who have experience in Alex Nedeljkovic and Magnus Helberg, but who also are known as character guys who would be the type to make sure that Jari gets sufficiently pushed to maintain his injury status and availability. But I've looked at the contract that Dubas signed Jari to, and I was like, okay, I mean, there it is. That's what you've done. Let's see if it's worthwhile. I've also pointed out repeatedly that it's Mike Sullivan more than anybody who believes in Jari. That doesn't mean he doesn't get infuriated by him at times. He really does. You're going to have to take my word on that one. But Sullivan happens to think that Jari is one of the top handful of goaltenders in the league when he's healthy. So I've pointed that out, and I've pointed out that Dubas obviously could have done a whole heck of a lot better if he'd gone after Connor Hellebuck, which was another episode unto itself at one point this summer. And as I sit here right now, I have no idea what they're going to get out of Jari. Neither do you. Neither does anybody else. So what would I be? <laughs> what what did I take back? That that doesn't make sense to me. I think what happens sometimes in uh, in the commentary business, whether it's in spoken or written form, is someone will hear or read a specific episode or column that's in the moment and that states a certain sentiment about somebody, whether that's good or bad, and that will really, really resonate, apparently like my April 21 show did with you. And if I go back to that April 21 show myself, that sentiment, and I'm saying this now, I'm the same guy, hasn't changed I believe the Penguins would have been a much healthier franchise entering this coming winter with a different goaltender. Here's the thing. They're not doing that. Very clearly, they're not doing that. And I have some misgivings about that, and I have expressed those. But that's it. That's all I've got for you. That's all I've got. So so feel free to clarify wherever it is that you think I backtracked or whatever it is because I'm genuinely not aware of it. I appreciate the question. I really appreciate how much you listen to the show. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. 